Welcome to this edition of Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets. In this weekly show, you'll catch two fund managers who'll share their views on a selection of listed companies, both here and overseas. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast player to be notified of new episodes each week. And don't forget that all the views expressed are general in nature and you should seek your own advice before making any decisions of your own. That's all from me. Sit back, relax and enjoy the latest edition of Buy, Hold, Sell. Hello and welcome to Livewise Buy, Hold, Sell. My name is Chris Conway. As they say in the classics, there's many ways to skin a cat. Equally, in markets, there's many ways to analyse stocks and make profits. Today, we're asking our fund managers which factors they like to focus on and those that are perhaps a little bit misunderstood or overused by investors. To do that, I'm joined by Ben Rundle from Hayborough Investment Partners and Will Granger from Early Funds Management. Gents, thanks for being here today. Thank you. Aside from traditional factors like price to equity, return on equity and earnings per share. What do you believe are factors that investors should be looking at? Ben, we'll start with you. We tend to try and look at some factors that might not be as obvious. So, I mean, you can start with things like director's interests, for example. Um, we believe in alignment in companies. So if a director's buying a, a, a certain business, there's usually a good reason for them doing so. Uh, they know more about the business than we do. Um, and one of the other sort of more unique factors we look at is culture inside a business too. So every company you look at is going to be competing with someone else, whether a similar size or larger. And what we want to understand is why is that company going to take market share and going to be able to grow and expand their business? And often any business you look at is made up you know, really from the people inside it. So the more we try to understand why those people are on the same page, what sort of goal they're driving towards, what makes them unique, gives us a little bit of a competitive advantage in knowing how that business will look in say five or six years time. Will, what about you? What's a factor that you like to look at that's not a traditional one? Yeah, if I had to pick one non-traditional factor that we look at, it is insider uh, ownership. So we have a real focus on finding founder-led businesses. Um, We really love owning those types of businesses because they often come with a culture of sort of long-term decision-making and shareholder-friendly capital management. Will, I'll stay with you. What do you think is a metric or data point that investors often rely on too much, misuse, overstate? What's one that you uh, think that fits that bill? Yeah, we think that uh, investors spend a bit too much time focused on sort of short-term earnings outlooks, trying to predict what next quarter or next uh, halves earnings look like, whereas we have more of a long-term focus. Um, If you think about it, for any growing business, the majority of its intrinsic value is going to come from cash flows generated more than 10 years into the future. Uh, So that tells you that business durability matters, not short-term movements and earnings. Right. Ben, what about you? What's uh, a metric that uh, you think people often get wrong? I think that's a great one from Will. I think the market is a lot very short-term in nature these days, so having a longer-term lens is a real competitive advantage. I think underlying EBITDA is completely overused. I think it's just such a farce these days. And some of the um, line items that management teams try to slip into those figures, I think is just absolute rubbish. So taking the EBITDA number from a presentation is often the wrong way to look at. I think it's just an incredibly overused metric. I love it. All right, let's focus on some metrics that uh, both of you do like to employ in your investment uh, strategy. Ben, what are two factors that you you and your team use when analysing stocks? Um, Well, I think the most important two are probably return on invested capital and and balance sheet strength. Um, But then if I look outside of that, some of the more sort of unique things that we try to look at, one of them is shares on issue and how that changes over time. There's great examples of companies who have grown their earnings 
and their shares on issue hasn't changed. And it's really, really powerful in terms of what a shareholder return can get. You know, some of the best examples of those are Mater Group, which is doing very well at the moment, um, Objective Corp, which has got a fantastic track record, Lifestyle Communities. You know, these companies don't issue, earning, uh, sorry, issue for more shares each year, and it really makes a powerful difference on earnings per share. Will, what about you? Two factors that you guys use at early in your process? Yeah, I think Ben's spot on. For us, the two most important factors are return on capital and, and balance sheet strength. Um, when we're thinking about return on capital, we really think it's the best uh, quantitative measure of a, a business's quality. And we're really looking for businesses that generate uh, high returns through the cycle. So regardless of sort of the economic backdrop, in terms of balance sheet, we're really focused on um, downside protection and ensuring we're not going to get ourselves in a situation where there's going to be a dilutive equity raise that, that hurts shareholder returns. We've asked the gents to bring along a stock each that fit the bill of the two criteria that they were just talking about. Will, we'll stay with you. What's the stock that meets those criteria? Yeah, we think Premier Investments uh, looks really interesting here and, and it fits the bill. You've got a business with a great track record of high returns. Um, it's got perhaps the best balance sheet of, of any listed retailer with $1.1 in, in net cash and liquid investments. That's around 34% of the current market cap. Um, and you've got one of Australia's most successful retail investors presiding over that balance sheet in Solomon Lowe. So we really like Premier here. And he runs a tight ship, doesn't he? He does. Ben, what about you? What's your pick? Uh, look, in terms of companies that fit those sort of metrics, you know, I've mentioned a few being Lifestyle, Mater and Objective Corp. Um, NetWealth's probably another one too, which, you know, very high returns on capital, um, very strong balance sheet and fantastic um, management team running the business. It's not screamingly cheap at the moment, so I'm not calling it a buy at these levels, but you know, I do think it certainly fits the bill in terms of all of those metrics. Ben and Will, thanks for your insights. If you enjoyed that episode of Buy, Hold, Sell as much as I did, make sure to give it a like and don't forget to follow our YouTube channel because we're adding great new content every single week. Thanks for listening to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one source of expert investment analysis and insights. Register for free online at livewiremarkets.com and you'll discover more exclusive investing articles, videos and podcasts.